We Are Not Alone presents Tellington, Episode 3, The Real Mr. Fox. My name is Catherine Wilder. I've been abducted by a time traveller from my home in 2013 and taken to 1950 as part of a cover-up of a secret government wartime project to develop a time machine. And I've been promised to be returned to my own time in return for my silence. What do you mean you're not following? Well, this is part three. Haven't you been paying attention? Hang on, I'll draw you a diagram while you listen to this. With the worldwide rise of communism, it's important that when it comes to your top-secret place of work, you're able to recognise the signs and take action. Events of recent years have made it obvious that there is no foolproof way of detecting a communist. For example, can you identify which of these three men is a communist? Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. It's not as easy as you think, is it? The correct answer is number two. He had red socks on. No! No! No, my, my wife put them out for me! No! Here. Does this make it any clearer? Oh, I get it now. Good. Since assisting Eugene in his escape from the authorities, in addition to listening to numerous records of anti-communist briefings, I've had an opportunity to see how the machine is used. First, a mysterious telephone call is received on a red phone in Marjorie's office. Hello? Remember, remember, the 5th of November. I see. Next, the time machine, housed in the central chamber in the stone mine, is started up. This basically seems to involve generating a lot of noise and hot air. Start engine one. Have you flooded it again? No, I have not. Come on, come on. Once the portal is up and running, the engines are switched off. Then, the time travellers are summoned. George Smythe is chosen. Good morning, Mr Smythe. May I see your pass? A brilliant historian with a truly remarkable memory. I seem to have mislaid it. Perfectly at home in most periods of history and able to bluff his way out of almost any situation. Can I still come in? You know the rules, sir. Ah. Due to the perilous nature of time travel, only a few experienced agents are permitted to use the portal. George can't make it this morning. Instead, we've got Robert, who's a temp from the agency. So... You have time travel experience, Robert. I spent a weekend in Kings Lynn once. Then you'll be well suited to the early 17th century. Put one of those red jumpers on, will you? Communists may also be opposed to certain freedoms that we in the West take for granted, such as the violation of civil rights, racial and religious discrimination, and legislation allowing the beating of accused communists with large sticks. Ruby, I've told you before. Can't you not before coming in? I might have been undressed. I checked all this spy hole before coming in. You've wrecked my favourite anti-communist record. What is it, Ruby? I have a question for you. Do you know what is Remember, Remember, the feet of November? The gunpowder plot? Blowing up a parliament? Catholic revolution? Do any of these words mean anything to you? Yes, but Marjorie promised she will not do this again. She wants you to go in a time machine. Already? She found a way to get me home. Come, she wants you to go to 1604. I'm not going to 1604. They've all got fleas. And they haven't invented the lady shave. Your flea powder plot has disappeared from history. Only you and George remember it. Catherine, you must be careful. The time travellers, they are not normal human beings. They are not like us. They are men of power. They move through time and space, not limited like us. Dangerous. Sexy. Shh, here's one of them. He is George. Best behaviour. 
Ruby, found my pass. It was in my briefcase. George is genius at history. Photographic memory. Don't let him look at your legs. Never forgets. Thank you. Oh, you must be, um, uh, um, thingy. Uh, nice to meet you. Hello. Cheerio. Now come with me. I will lend you a razor. Bring her in. Get off me! Why am I wearing these ridiculous clothes? They're all the rage in 1604. So are dysentery and typhoid, and I'm not trying them either. You don't think you can just show up in the 17th century wearing fluorescent lycra and carrying a euphone, do you? Iphone. That's what I said. What's lycra? Would I look good in it? No. I am not going back in that thing. Unless we're taking you home. Unless you're taking me home. Which we're not. Which you're not. Catherine, let me explain. This is the time portal. Did you get it in a jumble sale? I built it myself. Well, that explains it. There's really nothing to worry about. We just apply a high voltage across here, creating a plasma between the hot and cold meshes. So you want to throw me into what is essentially a heated electric fence? Essentially, yes. Dr Mead? Not now, Jack. What if I don't trust your technology? I've been to your time, remember? You lot walk about telling all your secrets to little rectangles and looking at rude pictures of yourselves on a planet-wide computer. Don't tell me about trust. This is perfectly safe. Is that asbestos? Come on, Catherine. How many people get a chance to travel in time? You're a journalist. You're all for new experiences. And it's all quite safe. So what do you say, hey? Uh, Dr Mead, I just wanted to say that I finished scraping that robot chap off the Tesla coils. I say no. Is there a problem? No problem. She's going. She's not. Oh, just get in. <laughs> I'm starting to think you weren't coming. Oh, God. What was that? The ground. I feel terrible. The feeling, according to Eugene, is your body being forced into dimensions that it's not supposed to be in. A bit like budget air travel. Welcome to London, 1604. I'm going to be sick. Vomiting. Very authentic. Well done. The duck and drake is just over the road. Look, say nothing that alters the outcome of events, touch nothing, and speak to no one. This is the 17th century. Oh, and if someone urinates in your company, take your hat off. I hope it won't arise. It's certainly messier if it does. <laughs> Come on, we're going to be late. There he is, by the fire. I like the heat of the flames. Then you're a luckier guy than you know. Uh, Mr Forks? Who wants to know? A fellow Catholic. Well, I, I'm not really a Catholic myself. Not a Catholic? Keep your voice down. No, I see. You're not a Catholic. No, I'm really not a Catholic. Not a Catholic, absolutely. No, I'm not you mean you're not a Catholic? Oh, for Christ's sake. Look, I'm confused. When you say not Catholic, do you mean like the Pope is not a Catholic? I, sir, am a Protestant. Ask anyone. Although, uh, truth be told, I'm not really a church-going man at all. So, who are you so interested in my church-going? You're not those people who go door-to-door, are you? Jehovah's Witnesses. The ones with magazines? The ones with carts and handbells. Plague-dead collectors. No. Look, Mr Fawkes, a little bird tells me you're a military man. Does it? It also tells me you may be the man to help with a small job that needs doing. Remarkable language skills, this little bird. Perhaps removing a king? Do you have any advice? Don't bring your lady into inns? For the removal of kings. Well, have you tried goat tallow? I believe it shifts most stains. You mock me, sir. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sure this is all terribly interesting, but it's not really my bag, you know? Uh, Frankly, I can think of worse kings than the current one. 
I'm quite busy with a private security venture at the moment. Private security? Yes, sir. A contraction of my name. Guy Fawkes to G4s. A clever little thing, is it not? I'm providing outsourced security for government sites. Keep it under your hat. There's a few uh, teething problems at the moment. I lost a couple of prisoners. So, so too busy for any conspiracy nonsense. Mr. Fawkes, I hardly need say... Should anyone else come asking you similar questions... Oh, oh, I will take your secrets to my grave, sir. It is the one benefit of having absolutely no interest in your proposal whatsoever. It will be easy to forget. Now, good day. Blast. Or no blast, as the case may be. It's clear that the rest of the plotters haven't contacted him. So we must find them. Come on, there's no time to lose. So, gentlemen, to order the business of the day, our considered plot to dispose of the hated monarch and suppressor of Catholics, King James. <laughs> I have heard he secretly transforms into a lizard when out of public view. Yes, yes. Now, to your proposals, I will take notes. Uh, Mr Wright. Uh, Mr Catesby. Yes, Mr Winter. I-, I was just wondering about the wisdom of your taking notes. I mean, this is a secret meeting. Could they not possibly be incriminating? It's just a thought. No, 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 it's a good thought. I will record it under AOB so we don't forget. Uh, Mr Wright. Uh, thank you, Mr Catesby. Well, I've been working on a scheme, as you know, for some time now, based on constructing a large hole and then persuading King James to... <laughs> to fall in. I've learnt that King James... <laughs> has a great respect for Ben Johnson. I I thought we might lure him into a disguised hole by the use of poetry. I quite like Ben Johnson. Order, come on, come on. Uh, Mr Winter, what is your scheme then? Well, I I have a scheme by which King James (laughs) will be taken from us by the plague. I see, that sounds promising. Uh, Tell me, how do you deliver the plague to the king? (laughs) I I said king, not King James. (laughs) Well... First, it is necessary for him to consume the corpse of a recent plague victim. <sighs> Moving on. Mr Grant. Sorry. Sorry, we're late. And who are you? Traffic was terrible. My name is... Um, John? Johnson. And this is... Catherine. Will? Really? It was the first thing that came to mind. Is this the right room for the assassination of King James? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Tuned out for a moment there. Is this the room? I No, no it isn't. Oh, I think I'm in the wrong room then. Sit down. Yes, isn't this where you agree on targeting the King during the state opening of Parliament? This is not on the agenda. Yes, and to use 36 barrels of gunpowder in the undercroft beneath the House of Lords. Uh, Mr Grant. It's as if they read my mind, sir. It is exactly what is written on my piece of paper. Um, may I see? Oh, would you believe it? It has accidentally been caught by a freak gust of wind and blown into the fire. No, look, it's missed. It's there on the floor. Is it? Oh, I'll get it. Whoops, butterfingers. <laughs> it's on the fire now. Uh, never mind, I expect I can remember it. It is a fine plan, as certain as the Earth is the centre of the universe. Anyway, we've come here because we've got just the guy to help you with your plot. Guy Fawkes, in fact. Right. Uh, so this man, he has access under the House of Lords? No. Right. Then he's an expert with gunpowder. I expect he'll pick it up with trial and error. Then he has a company of men at his disposal? Not really. Last time, the army had to step in at the last minute. 
but he does have really good hat. This may not seem key at the moment, but having a really recognisable hat is historically very important. Although perhaps not so good for someone operating undercover. I see. Well, a remarkable proposal of yours, Mr Grant. We shall give it due consideration. Perhaps a short break. Mr Johnson, Miss Wheel, perhaps you could wait outside while we discuss it. Of course. They're onto us. This is a trap. Clearly they are agents of the Crown, wishing to catch us implementing their ridiculous plot. And this hat is a totem for them to follow us more easily. But it was my idea. And you will be punished for it in due course. Gentlemen, it is time to show your bravery and commitment to the cause. Next item on the agenda, out the back quick before they summon their men. It was my best idea in ages. Come on! Hello? Look, there's nothing left in here but phlegm. Well, that's just not cricket. Hand me my eyeglass, Mr Crockett. Here you are, Mr Cook. There they are again. That man and the woman coming out of the inn. Look at her. Mm. Hardly disfigured at all. Symmetrical, my lord. No deathly pallor or receding hair. Sticks out like a sore thumb. I think it is they we should be following, and not Catesby and his associates. Too disorganised to ever amount to anything. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself, sir. Not me. No. These two seem more at the heart of things. And the government will pay a goodly price for news of conspiracy. Well, Mr. Crockett, you know what I must do. Oh, not that again, sir. I'm still sore from the last time. No, not that. Saddle up my horse. I mean to follow them and find out what they're up to. What is it? Oh, no, not you two. Mr. Fox, we must speak with you. Can't you read the sign? No hawkers, beggars or Catholic conspirators. We have a date for you. The night of November the 4th. The opening of Parliament is the following day. I am washing my beard that night. One hundred guineas? One hundred? Well, well, I... Well, I, I, I want to meet the rest of the conspirators. Ah, um... I'm afraid they're very secretive men. Well, I need to know. I mean, is this a bunch of enthusiastic amateurs who have this great idea down the pub for an assassination? Or am I going to wind up in jail for supplying known felons who can't keep their mouths shut? It's a simple enough affair. Quick in, bang, quick out. Sounds like a Saturday night in Covent Garden. You just like the touch paper. B-A-N-G. The deal's O-F-F. Well, in that case, you leave me with no alternative... I'll arrange a meeting. What? Two weeks' time. The Duck and Drake. How exactly? Deal. See you there. How on earth is he going to meet with conspirators who've left the country? Plus, we're sentencing a man to death. A man who's already dead? Well, you're dead for me. Am I? This is a man who doesn't want to commit the crime that we're trying to persuade him to commit. How do I die? Stubbornness, probably. The whole of history is at stake here. We need to put history back on its rightful course. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices. We've all had to make sacrifices. This isn't our sacrifice to make. He's a nice guy. The original nice guy. I used to go out with a bloke called Guy. Were there fireworks? Come on, I've got a letter to write. Mavis, switch to closed audio. Shut off all the other loudspeakers other than this one. I want all the information you can get about Gerard Fry. Gerard Fry is dead. Shh. Registered as missing, but dead body was transported via the portal two days yes, ago. Yes, so I killed him. No need to make a song and a dance about it. Date and location of birth. Unknown. Unknown? 
First known recorded details then. First known recording as Gerhard Frey, German High Command, 1939. What? Would you like me to repeat the information? No, continue. Captured by British, 1941. British agent, 1942 to 1943. Political warfare executive, 1943 to 1945. Content classified. Prior to 1939? No information. Any associations or information prior to 1939? No information. Oh, come on. Any correlation with his photograph prior to 1939? No information. They're coming back. List all unregistered journeys using the portal. Searching. Eugene, get Rupert. I need to borrow you. All of you. It's urgent. I need seven conspirators. I can't. After Fry's death, I couldn't get seven dwarves in here. Maximum of two through the portal at once. Oh, tell me you get used to that. You don't. I think I'm going to be sick. Away from the electrics. Away. I already brought up my breakfast on the out trip. I could get Mildred to make you an om. What's an om? Well, like an omelette, only bigger. You shouldn't go through the portal straight after eating. You can get cramps and die. I thought that was swimming. No, that's a myth. While I was at school, they force-fed 12 children Christmas dinner before turning them out into a lake. Only one sank, and he was a non-swimmer. Connections to Wilmslow, 1928. I grew up in Wilmslow in 1928. Multiple connections to Wilmslow, 1928 to 1936, and Cambridge, 1936 to 1937. And I was at Cambridge in 1936 and 7. Interesting. Did you ever meet Gerard Fry? No, he was never here when I was. Have you ever seen this man? <laughs> it's you. Not me, the one in the photograph. Who is it? That is Fry. You haven't seen him before. I have seen him before, in 1937. What's going on? Hmm? They won't help us. No more than two people through the portal at once. This is a time portal. I thought we'd got past that bit. But I mean... Can't we just do it? Not us, but future us. Of course. Get Mildred onto the stores. We're going to need some false beards and hats. Pointy hats. Right, now remember, don't get involved in any conversations with anyone other than me. And that includes me. And you. Remind me how this works again? It's a simple loop. When we've finished, we get back out of the room and back through the portal, this time pretending to be someone else. We go back in again as a different conspirator. Got it? There will be three copies of each of us inside this room. Oh, oh, and keep the false beard tight. Folks mustn't think you're a woman. Eyes down and keep quiet. Well, eyes down, keep quiet. Come in, sit down. We've been expecting you, Mr. Fawkes. Gentlemen, interesting hats. Do you all shop at the same store? They're very fashionable. You two look very similar. Trick of the light. Shall we introduce ourselves? No. Is he all right? Uh, yes. My name is Thomas Winter. This is my brother, Robert Winter. It sounded a bit like a woman. Ha! With that beard. Actually, he's a bit embarrassed about his girly voice. That's why he doesn't speak much. Oh, don't worry about that. When I was a child, the boys at school mocked my poverty by pushing me around on a trolley, collecting loose change. Oh, believe me, those days are over. Who's laughing now, eh? <laughs> I am Christopher Wright. I am John Wright. Sorry, I have a sore throat. I'm Christopher Wright. There are 
to Christopher Wright. Sorry, uh, I meant Robert Catesby. I see. I think. He's not very bright. I'm Thomas Percy. Well, uh, Thomas Winter has told me a little of your plans. Indeed I did, so... But I thought you were Christopher Wright. Ah, uh, sorry. I am Thomas Winter. And I'm Christopher Wright. No, you're John Wright. No, I am John Wright. Ah, yes. You are John Wright. He is Christopher Wright. No, I'm Christopher Wright. And I am leaving. Wait, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Gentlemen, you have not even convinced me you know who you are let alone that you know what you're doing. This didn't happen in my loop. Oh, shut up. Mr Fawkes, your reputation as a, as a scholar and a fighter are known far and wide. Yes. With this plan, you will be known throughout the land. Your name will be celebrated yearly on a special night held in your honour. Look, I'm just not really all that bothered, But you we know? plan to overthrow the king and put Elizabeth on the throne. Yes, but the, well, the king isn't really all that bad, is he? Not all that bad. Taxes are low. We're not at war for once. And, well, Elizabeth's only eight. I, I was thinking of going overseas anyway. I mean, I'm sorry. I know it's been a massive disappointment, but I'm, I'm just not interested. No, right. That's fine. No, it's not. We'll just have to sort it out ourselves. I'm sure we can manage that. So am I. Or my name's not John Wright. I'm John Wright. I'm John Wright. We can't all be right. Gentlemen, good day. Oh, I don't suppose you know where we can buy 36 barrels of gunpowder? Oh, you want gunpowder? Why didn't you say? Yes, I I can get you some gunpowder for a small cut. Oh, I think we can arrange that you get a very large cut. A very large cut indeed. In fact, how does quarters sound? George, is that you? Shh. Yes. I thought you weren't coming. Where have you been? October. I had to write a letter to tip off the authorities. And where are they now? Upstairs. Excellent. Asleep. And forks? In the vaults, with the gunpowder. I've been having second thoughts about forks. Oh, great. So we're sat here on quarter of a tonne of gunpowder with the main man about to be arrested, and now you're having second thoughts. You wanted to put history right. But he's not really here by choice. We've set him up. We're manipulating history for our own ends. I thought the world was supposed to be a cruel place. It is, but we don't have to make it any crueler. I mean, what if someone had been doing the same thing to us? Playing around with our lives? How would we feel? Shh! Be quiet. It's the night watch. I expect they'll do a thorough search of the cellars since they were tipped off by the letter. Is there anyone down there? No. Okie dokie. Hey, that wasn't quite what I expected. Ah, Mr Johnson. We're all set up. Oh, uh, the, the fuse we have. You say it burns in three minutes. Yes. And it takes, um, how long to get clear of the building? Four minutes. And you see no discrepancy here. Look, why don't we go home, Mr Fawkes? Oh, well, if you like. I mean, if you're happy to handle the gunpowder yourself, well, good night. Hope your plot goes well. Good. I'll go and check on the guards. Oh, before you go... Yes? I don't suppose I could borrow your coat and hat? Oi, did you hear that? Hear what? 
Sounded like someone knocking something over. Ain't your imagining things. Have another beer. Now, come on. Tell me you heard that. I heard nothing. Now, don't forget, I am an emulated man. I have read, by example, a pamphlet that suggests that we experience life through our beliefs. And I am fondling myself of the opinion that there is no one in the Undercroft. And so for someone to be there, it would be in direct constipation of my personal beliefs. Direct constipation. Oh, for God's sake! You may think that my beliefs are just of my own erection and a precarious structure I have built on top of it. But in truth, they are based princely on evidence. I have inspected your undercroft and I have found it barren. My erection is intact. You barely looked. Well, how long do I have to look to establish that there's no one there? What do you mean? Well, I could look for many hours. Many, 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 many hours. Well, that doesn't mean there isn't anyone down there. It's only little. You'd have to be drunk or stupid. I am not drunk. But, diuretically, someone could have evaded diction. I, I could look forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever, or even longer. But can I ever really be sure there's no one there? Oh, perhaps I'm someone in the vault. Pretty sure. But not completely sure. Absinthe of evidence is not evidence of absinthe. Is impossible to prove a narrative. Not completely sure. So there's no point in looking. Our garden here is primarily a commercial position. The more effluent we are, the more income we make for our posteriors. For idyllic effluency, we should not only look for a short time, but in fact, not at all. Hello? What did she say? I didn't hear nothing. Me neither. Catherine, is that you? Are you Catherine, Mr Crockett? Only if you want me to be, Mr Cook. No, I didn't think so. So we can't be the woman this gentleman is looking for, can we? Well, about time too. So I'm sure you have an excellent explanation for what you are doing in a vault under the House of Lords with a ton of firewood and a big pile of mysterious barrels. Much in the manner described in this mysterious anonymous letter received by William Parker, warning him of a terrible blow. What is your name? My name is John Johnson. I am a servant of Lord Percy. I am here guarding his firewood. Well, what do you say to that, Mr Crockett? Sounds reasonable to me. Me too. Sorry to have disturbed you. Nice hat, by the way. Uh, hang on, hang on. You're not going to believe that, are you? Why not? Well... Tomorrow is the state opening of Parliament. Well, they get through a lot of wood at the state opening. What, with it being November and everything? And quite chilly, too. Yes. So we think you're telling the truth. And the barrel's badly hidden under the coal? Well, I expect they're wine for the after-show party. Or brandy. But what if the barrels contained gunpowder? Oh, a likely story. <gasps> what about these fuses? Ha. Well, you don't get past me that easy. You could easily be carrying those for some other purpose entirely. I mean to blow up the king. Oh, you don't fool us. Come on, Mr Crockett. Oh, you haven't got a light, have you? Uh, no, sorry, I seem to have come out without one. Mr Cook, Mr Cook, 
We call this woman examining your undercroft in direct constipation of my beliefs. Resultantly, I have lost my erection. Oh, it's a conspiracy. I knew it the moment he denied having a lighter. Who would deny having any means of lighting tobacco other than someone who didn't want to be discovered? Aha! We have you, Mr. Johnson. You are an arsonist. Catherine, run! Excuse me? Of course, ma'am. Oh, wait. She's getting away. After her! So, Mr. Johnson... Or should I call you Mr. Forks? If you like. Yes. Your secret identity not so secret now, is it? We traced you through your G4 security company, who provide guards to the House of Lords. That would have been handy to know. Don't underestimate me, Mr. Forks. I can see that you're forgiven. Or I can see that you're damn well hung. Sorry. These tights are a bit revealing. So I suggest you sit here and contemplate what you have done. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Let me out. Crockett. Crockett. Get me out of here. God. Oh, God, you've got to get me out of here. I can't take it anymore, Crockett. Yes, sir. Were you there all the time? Uh, Yes, sir. I just outside the door, sir. I knew that. Of course. Could you... Could you open the door for me? Yes, sir. So this is it, is it? I'm to be tortured as Guy Fawkes. This is the price I must pay for not fulfilling history as it should have been. Well, if that's what's required, I shall pay my part. And I should make use of these few minutes to try and recall... How do I know, Fry? Mummy? Mummy? Georgie? Can't you see I'm busy? What was all that banging? Who was that man? What man, Georgie? That man who was upstairs with you. Is he a decorator? Yes, Georgie dear. We were just doing a spot of decorating. You know, rubbing down, a bit of banging, filling holes, that sort of thing. Uh, Decorating. Together? Yes, Georgie. Decorating together. We were on a ladder. And decorating is so much better when there are two of you. Someone to keep the legs apart. What's his name, Mummy? Mr Fry, darling. I expect that one day you'll get to know more about him. One day. Do you think I could be a decorator when I grow up? Like Mr Fry? When you're a bit older, dear. When, Mummy, when? Now, Georgie, I don't want you to tell Daddy about the decorating. Is that clear? It's a surprise for him. It's very important you don't tell him about the decorating. Okay, Mummy. Now, run along, you little decorator. Daddy? Here we are, Mr. Fawkes. Now, I hope you're feeling talkative. I have your confession all drafted out for you. Where's he gone? He's not in there. Have you looked under the... Uh, Under under the the what? There's nothing to look under. Now what? Crockett, I think we may have a little problem here. How do you feel about forging a signature? That would be naughty. Just a little white lie. I just need you to pretend to be Guy Fawkes. Just sign here. Smashing. A pretty poor replica, it has to be said. Terrible what torture does to a man. Guards! 
Take him away. What? This is the traitor Guy Fawkes. Slap him in iron. Sorry, but we need someone to hang. But it wasn't me. I, I didn't do it. One question. Is this your handwriting? Well, well yes. And there you have it. It's a fair cop. And put that hat on him. Welcome home, George. I think I've remembered where I know Gerard Fry from. George? The man in the photo, Fry. I think... I think it might be my father. Tellington, episode three, The Real Mr. Fox, was penned by John Thrower, who, we would like to point out, is in no way Catholic. The script was edited in a Protestant fashion by Matt Nation, not a Catholic, and Tim Hounsom, definitely not the Catholic. And performed, without a hint of conspiracy, by... Matt Nation, John Thrower, Lucy Brownhill, Lisa Walsh, Andrew Fletcher, Verity Neves, Tim Hounsom, Harriet Pocock, and Rob Dawson, who isn't a Catholic either. It was edited by Nathan, who's this Pope guy anyway, Roe, who isn't a Catholic, with music by Kevin MacLeod from Incompetech.com, and includes sound effects from www.freesfx.co.uk. It was directed by Lisa Thrower, who isn't Catholic, and produced by John Thrower and Lisa Thrower for We Are Not Catholics, uh, alone. For a full list of credits and instructions on how to blow up your own parliament, visit our website at www.wearenotalone.co.uk.